0: Your buyers on Amazon are real people, and when treated like real people, they're willing to buy more from you and for a longer period of time. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end.
1: This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 30. Welcome, guys, to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 30. Today, we're gonna be giving you a high-level overview of our um, kind of our motto around here, here, build, nurture, and profit. So if you think about what we're doing every single day, Sean, it's post-purchase marketing. What's that all about? It's about building real relationships with their customers, nurturing those relationships and providing more value so it's genuine and then profiting from that ongoing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> obviously Seth, um, as you know, and as uh, those of you listening and watching out there, owning a customer list for your business, it's only the first step. Albeit, it's a very important step because, especially in any direct sales business, Seth, the customer list is the most valuable asset of the business. It's not the vendor relationships. It's not the trademarks. It's not the trade dress. In most cases, it's the customer list, right? Your buyers on Amazon are real people. And when treated like real people, they're willing to buy more from you for a longer period of time. All we have to do, Seth, is give them the opportunity to do more business. And it all starts with the customer list, Seth.
1: Yeah. And on Amazon, Sean, it's even more important. Like building a list of your real customers, email and phone numbers is the only marketing asset that an Amazon seller can own and leverage to produce results forever without any additional cost. Like Amazon's got us on this train ride where they're just trying to keep us addicted to their ad platform. They're always rolling out a new way to advertise. But what does advertising mean? It means that we have to pay them money to make a sale, right? So they're extracting more and more dollars from us by re- releasing headline ads and, and sponsored ads and, you know, off of Amazon retargeting ads. Like, that's all great. And it does increase sales. But think about it. Every single time that you do that, you're paying the money and you're reducing your profit. So building a customer list of your real customers that want to do more business with you, that you can like, what's the incremental cost of sending an additional email, Sean? It's it's like nothing. It's like you can half a
0: have, penny in low quantity.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you can... It's like media that you can engage at no cost. It's ads that you can run basically at no cost forever. Like you own, the, you own the traffic forever. And so as an Amazon seller, it's kind of silly that we would ignore the only free source of ongoing traffic, but it's obviously not the best thing for Amazon because Amazon gets paid every time you buy one of their ads. But if you can control the traffic, it's the best for your business.
0: So we often talk about our, our mantra, as you said, in the, the title of this uh, podcast episode is build. Nurture, profit. But just think about that for a moment. You cannot profit until you nurture, right? But again, you cannot nurture until you build. So we have to do it in this order. First we build, all right? We have a list that we're building, collecting, harvesting, whatever you wanna call it. We nurture that list, right? Further enhancing the relationship and then we profit from the list, but not out of order. If you profit first before you nurture, guess what? You never have an opportunity to nurture. It's like, imagine asking for marriage, Seth, on your very first date. First, you have to build the relationship, right? Then you nurture the relationship. And then if you're lucky, then you ask for, uh, for marriage. And uh, in most cases, uh, we, we get it, right? I, I can't actually remember my wife saying the word yes, but I think she just kind of nodded and shook her head. And I thought, okay, I think that's a yes. <laughs> so imagine that, okay? Build first, all right? Nurture and then profit, all right? Don't be what Ryan Moran calls an asshole. Don't be continued to ask for something before you ever give. upset.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you have to invest in that relationship, but in the Amazon landscape, you yeah. have to actually build that um, the communication channel first because Amazon, it hides your customers from you. They just want you to view Amazon as a transaction channel. Whereas really it's your real business. You have a real customer on the other end of that transaction, actually engaging with your brand, actually engaging with your product. So it's so true, Sean. So, um, it's all about building trust with your customers, delivering tons of ongoing value, and then profiting from what you're able to deliver. You can't, uh, you can't make an ask from somebody until you've invested into that relationship. So, um, there's this great quote and I'll paraphrase it. It's like all business or all brand building is just like, um, uh, trust or it's like, uh, yeah, it's basically like just building or like implanting trust in your customers. So then when, when you make a recommendation, um, they'll take action on that on that uh, idea. So like, for instance, Apple has this trust with me that I know when they release a new product, I'm going to expect, you know, a certain level of quality from their products. They've built that trust with me. But if you betray that trust with your customers, if you don't invest in that relationship, if you don't provide a good experience or good value, then you lose credibility and then you lose following basically to your brand. So what we're able to do when we do the nurturing phase is build that trust. So then when we release something new, when we say something, it actually means something to that customer. Sean.
0: Yeah, there are many uh, uh, examples sitting all around you right now. In fact, you talk about Apple. I mean, I have three Apple computers sitting on my desk. There's an iPhone. There's yep. an Apple Watch. Um, and there's, like, there's charging devices and all kinds of Apple stuff around here. But what, Seth, what does brand, the word brand, okay? Just what does brand mean to you? I mean, does it mean trust, right? Look at the brand on my hat. Indianapolis Colts, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly it used to stand for count on losing this Sunday. I can't help it. They're my team. <laughs> It's trust. It's loyalty. What about community? That's all brand really means. And without that nurturing process, you totally skip the idea of creating a brand. Look at this brand behind me, Post Purchase Pro. All right. What if you show up for our episode next week and we're not talking about marketing for Amazon sellers? All of a sudden, we're talking about Romanian politics. I don't think that really uh, resonates with our audience. And we've taken advantage of your loyalty and your trust and our sense of community, just like you've spoken, Seth. All of a sudden, we lose that factor and everything goes out the window that's why you have to nurture uh, before you profit. So.
1: Right, Sean. And then um, on Amazon, it's so easy to lose fact or to lose track of that we need to build a brand. We need to build that trust. But the way that Amazon's structured is, um, as a seller, it's so easy to get drawn into to produce another transaction. Um, the customer gets the same Amazon box every week showing up to their house. They open it. They don't really care who you are until you introduce yourself and make them care, right? So that's building a brand. And that's where we always talk about, you need to have something in your packaging, in your product that rides along with it, that introduces you, ask for the relationship to begin where they can come to you and you guys can start a real relationship um, between you, your customer and you, the brand. So as a seller though, you can't skip steps and expect to be successful long-term. You can't do it. You have to build the foundation before you need it. And so what's the the best foundation for any business? It's your customers. It's a real relationship with your customers. What if no one had ever heard of Apple, Sean? What if you didn't have that previous relationship with Apple? You wouldn't care about their products. You wouldn't have that feeling of, when I buy an Apple product, I know it's going to work like this because you just wouldn't have that. So that's what Amazon's kind of forcing you into a transaction mode. But really, you need to build that trust with your customers, and you have to engage them after they purchase from you to do that, Sean.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about nurture, Seth, it is work. Okay. It's not just one and done, it's an ongoing process. But as my grandfather used to always say, success comes before work only in the dictionary. You can't just will this stuff into existence. It's not just going to manifest itself. All of a sudden, you're going to have a huge email list of people who want to buy your product. No, you have to build, you have to nurture over time. Keep in mind, it's your job as a marketer to always be front and center, to always be on the top of your customer's mind, especially when they're on that journey that that exists for your particular niche. And Seth, we're constantly changing our life's journeys, right? Like right now, maybe you're expecting a new baby. Maybe you're purchasing a new car, like I tried to do yesterday and you talked me out of it. Or maybe you're trying to lose weight or maybe you're building a new house. Your journey is not the same as my journey. We all start new journeys every day. When this concept was revealed to me, I thought, wow, that's why it's so easy for my customer to forget about me if I'm not front and center. You know that we're constantly in front of you. If you're on any of our mailing lists, we're constantly sending you valuable content as well as offers. We always build, we always nurture, we always profit at last. But here's the thing that you have to remember, Seth. Time erodes the efficacy of any list. Time is not on your side. Time erodes the tendency for your customer to seek more from your brand, more fulfillment, more information, more experience. As time passes, You'll need to put more and more effort into nurturing uh, the process to see similar results, right? Because if you don't, then that's like fruit. It's going to die and rot on the vine. Don't just be one and done. Continue to nurture, all right? Why not just keep the spark alive along the way? How many times, Seth, do we see clients come into our Post-Purchase Pro program and say, hey, I've been getting your emails for eight months. Finally, I sat down last night and decided to read a few. Wow, what you guys are doing is phenomenal. How can I get involved? It's time. It's energy, it's effort. It is work, but the results are
1: substantial, Seth. Yeah, so think about it. I mean, customers are real people and you have a real relationship with them. And in your own life, you wouldn't expect to ignore somebody and then have a vibrant relationship with them long-term, would you? I mean, most Amazon sellers treat their customers like transactions. So you um, don't be the regular old Amazon seller. Actually care. Uh, engage with your customers. Treat them like real people. So the, um, an average seller takes a sale and then they forget about the people. So especially in today's environment, you must build, you must nurture to truly profit, right? Um, if you guys um, would like to get some of those emails where we're sharing marketing, like Sean just mentioned, you can go to postpurchasepro.com and we have a learn more um, uh, button right there. You can just hit learn more and then we'll send you guys an email, probably uh, a couple emails a week, um, just sharing the things that we're working on in our business, sharing the things that, that would help you do this process. Um, Sean, anything else?
0: Yeah. The more you tell, the more you sell. A lot of folks have They're scared to drip on their customers. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want them to unsubscribe, but I'm telling you, the more you can tell, the more your customers will buy, the more you sell. The longer the email, the longer the sales form, as long as it's delivering value, the better your results. There will be folks who do not want to hear from you. They're unsubscribed from your list. They report you as spam. It's your job to get them off of your list, okay? The size of the list is only potential power. If you don't tap into that power with real good marketing, ongoing, not just once or twice, then you're really leaving a lot of money on the table. If you enjoy what you're seeing on the Post-Purchase Podcast, share with your friends. Don't be stingy. Like it. Like us on Facebook at Post-Purchase Pro. Comment on what we're doing here. Subscribe. Share with your colleagues. And you know the drill. Seth, this has been episode 30, Build, Nurture, Profit. We'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.